I'm not going to be quoting Tim LaHaye or John Hagee or any other who has spoken on various things on prophecy. My interest is what the Lord Jesus taught. And I think if we can come to terms tonight with what the Lord Jesus was conveying to his disciples about what he called a great tribulation that would come upon the people of his generation, if we can master that, it's like looking at the genuine dollar bill. If we can know what a genuine bill looks like, then we will very quickly recognize the counterfeit and the false. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. Thank you for joining with us here as we bring to you the Lord's Word today. We're dealing with the prophecy of Daniel concerning the destruction of Jerusalem. And in chapter 9, we read here that 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins, and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. It is those troublous times that are referred to as the days of tribulation. There are, of course, a whole number of theories about them where they are applicable and to what period of time. But we notice here that it's the city of Jerusalem or the holy city. We need to keep that in mind as we think of the great tribulation. And today we're going to be turning to Matthew 24. We're going to be looking at the whole issue of the day of great tribulation. I trust you'll stay tuned with us. We also have uh, him, the I sing, the mighty power of God, and that only reflects the amazing and wonderful power of God at work in the world, that he fulfills the prophecy of his own son. And so stay tuned with us here at Let the Bible Speak, as from the pulpit of our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale, that we open our Bibles and bring forth the word of the Lord. Thank you for being a part of the program. May the Lord bless you as you continue with us here today and let the Bible speak. Thank you, Lloyd, for providing these notes for us just in time, just ahead of getting into our Bibles here tonight. And uh, I hope that they will be of a help. Uh, you'll have to fold them. I see that some people are mastering that art already. And I hope that they will be a guide to us as we work our way through the Lord's Word. Now, we read tonight in Daniel 9, but really my interest is back in Matthew 24, dealing with the words of the Lord Jesus, those words of the Savior concerning Jerusalem and of the desolation that would come upon it. Now, the subject that is announced is the great tribulation. Will the church go through it? Now, it's not just any tribulation, because there may be many. But the tribulation that we're talking about tonight is the 70th week of Daniel's prophecy. And this is a subject that has fascinated uh, God's people down through the ages. I'm not sure if it's just pure curiosity, 
or perhaps it is that wild imagination that sometimes can run off into extremes. Unfortunately, it's one of those subjects that we need to be very clear about, but most are not clear. And many have departed from the Bible and have added in a whole series of things that have only muddied the water rather than given clarity. And so tonight we're going to be very diligent in staying close to the Bible. I'm not going to be quoting Tim LaHaye or John Hagee or any other who has spoken on various things on prophecy. My interest is what the Lord Jesus taught. And I think if we can come to terms tonight with what the Lord Jesus was conveying to his disciples about what he called a great tribulation that would come upon the people of his generation, if we can master that, it's like looking at the genuine dollar bill. If we can know what a genuine bill looks like, then we will very quickly recognize the counterfeit and the false. So we begin here this evening by looking at the term great tribulation. And I want to take you to Matthew 24 and to verse 21. And there you will notice that this is the statement of the Lord Jesus himself. This is not some fanatic. This is not some aberrant term, but it is the very term used by the Lord. For then shall be great tribulation. And he goes on to describe something about it. It's a unique tribulation. It is a singular tribulation. It will happen once. There will never be the like of it before nor after. In verse 21, he says, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. So this is a distinct period of tribulation. It will happen once. And we need to understand when it was and what exactly happened during that time. Now, the common view, as I said, I'm not going to quote certain leading figures and so on, but the common view is any time that person mentions a great tribulation, it's commonly associated with a period of time near the end of the world, preceding the return of the Lord Jesus. And when people hear about the great tribulation, they consider that as uh, maybe a year, maybe a lifetime, or within a generation of people who uh, are alive when the Lord Jesus returns. Now, this term has caused tremendous debate in churches, and we have to realize tonight that there are churches who have split hairs over this, independent churches who have de debated with their fellow believers that the Lord will come either before the tribulation, and therefore the church will not go through it at all, or that he will come after the tribulation, and that God's people must suffer horrendous things. And there are preachers who really like to capitalize on this idea that catastrophe, calamity, and awful, fearful things will happen to the Christian church because the church is going to go through the tribulation, and it will be a fearful, fearful time. Now, I'd like us tonight to do some hard thinking about this, 
and again come to what the Lord Jesus taught. And there are three passages where we have this uh, sermon on the Mount of Olives called the Olivetan Ministry of the Lord. And here in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. They are record of the same sermon of the Lord, but as usual, you have these different gospel writers, and they pick up certain details that the other doesn't pick up on. And sometimes we have to bounce back a little bit between Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I hope that that's not the beginning of a tribulation of uh, people departing from the church here tonight. And I hope that the heat wave that we're in is not the great tribulation that we're enduring here tonight as well. Perhaps you will consider that. As we start with the Sermon on Mount of Olives, I want us all to remember that the Lord Jesus was addressing a twofold question. And let's go back in Matthew 24 to the very beginning of the chapter. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And then the disciples begin to ask questions privately. Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Now, what really is the confusion here is that these disciples are acting like tourists. Some of them spent most of their lives in Galilee. They hadn't been very much in Jerusalem. And they had been mightily impressed with the temple, its glory, its majesty, and some of those large stones which were up to 30 feet long. How they were ever put in place is really a wonder to many. But this temple seemed so sturdy, so permanent, that to them, anything that would cause the stones of the temple to fall apart, that would be like the end of the world. And they were so infatuated with Judaism that they thought this temple is going to continue right to the end of time. And so they confused two things and lumped two events together, the destruction of the temple this tearing down of the stones, and then another event, the end of the world. These disciples lumped those two things together. But the Lord, in his response to these questions, made them separate items. One was the destruction of the, of the city of Jerusalem and the temple. The other is the end of the world. And in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, the Lord answers these two questions. Now, as to the question, when will these stones be pulled down? When will this temple be turned into rubble? These huge, massive walls be torn apart? And the Lord Jesus started talking to them about the 70th week of Daniel's prophecy. And in this passage, Matthew 24 and verse 15, you'll notice, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. So this destruction of Jerusalem 
is related to the prophecy of Daniel that we read in chapter 9. And so an understanding of Daniel's prophecy, Daniel's 70th week, is all important to our understanding of eschatology. And if we read the words of the Lord carefully, we will find that the destruction of Jerusalem, the destruction of the temple and the city walls, the destruction of Judaism, is really the fulfillment of Daniel's prophecy. And so this is all about Jerusalem and its total desolation. These are the words that the Lord uses. They shall become desolate as a wilderness. They will be so raised to the ground, so destroyed, that they will be absolutely a waste. Thank you for joining with us here on Let the Bible Speak, and we're dealing with the series on the second coming. We have been looking at the day of great tribulation. When will that be? It will be a day of great victory for the saints, but a day of disaster for the ungodly. A day when those that are living for Christ will be brought into his glorious presence, when we will be elevated, glorified, but for the wicked they will be separated from the living God for all eternity. Stay tuned with us as we return to that subject today, the Great Tribulation. May the Lord bless his word to your heart. So, this term, we're still dealing here with the term Great Tribulation. It's all about Jerusalem. It's all about that 70th week of Daniel's prophecy. And we'll come to the time in just a little bit. And the term great tribulation has been fulfilled in A.D. 70 when the Roman armies did appear and when this city was brought to desolation. Now, this will clarify a whole lot of things in our understanding of eschatology or the doctrine of last things. That doesn't mean there will never be another tribulation of another kind or another time of testing or another time when Satan or Antichrist will try to uh, rise and have wreak havoc upon the church. It doesn't mean that. But we cannot use Matthew 24, Luke 13, Luke, Mark 13, and Luke 21 
as a basis for future things that are going to come upon the church. Now, when we get to the book of Revelation, there are things there that are serious. There will be martyrdoms. There will be persecution. But I say again, because this, these words of the Lord Jesus, he interprets Daniel's 70th week as the destruction of Jerusalem, an event that we know took place in A.D. 70, we cannot properly, rightly, come to Matthew 24 or to Mark 13 or Luke 21, this Olivetan ministry of the Lord Jesus, and start talking about things that are yet going to happen to the church. You can't use those passages for future events because they're fulfilled. And our interest tonight is to look at what we call fulfilled prophecy in this event in Jerusalem. And having cleared what has been fulfilled, then we can be prepared to look at what may come in the future. Secondly, the reason for this great tribulation upon Jerusalem. We go back to Matthew 23, the last verses of Matthew 23, and we begin at verse 34. The reason why Jerusalem was to be destroyed and the temple was to be destroyed. Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them ye shall kill and crucify, and some of them shall ye scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city. That upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, son of Barachias whom ye slew between the temple and the altar. Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come upon this generation. That means people alive in A.D. 33 to whom the Lord Jesus spoke, they would personally witness this desolation, this tribulation that would come upon Jerusalem. And then you'll notice Jerusalem mentioned in verse 37. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chicks under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. What does that mean? That means that Judaism is over. That means that the system of Old Testament worship with a temple, with sacrifices, with Levitical priests, that is over. Of course, it was over when the Lord Jesus cried out on the cross, it is finished, and the veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom by the hand of God. That happened in AD 33. But they patched it all up again in their blindness and in their infatuation with Judaism, they went back to sacrificing. They continued on in the Old Testament, sac Testament sacrifices when Christ had already died and fulfilled them. And they did this in rejection to the Lord Jesus himself. That was the death knell of Judaism. And that's why God brought absolute destruction so that it was wiped out. And since that time, Levitical worship, temple worship, has ceased. The reason for this tribulation, 
prophesied by Daniel in chapter 9, befallen upon the city of Jerusalem in A.D. 70, was Christ's rejection. And they cried out, His blood be upon us and our children. And the pronouncement was given, Your city or your house is left unto you desolate. That's the reason for that great tribulation. Now we come to the time of it. Now we come to the time of it. That's point number three in our notes, page three. Um, Christ's teaching recorded in the Gospels refer to a tribulation in that generation, not a tribulation that is still future. Let's turn to Luke 21 and verse 20. And here we'll have uh, Luke's record of the same sermon, the Mount of Olives, where the Lord Jesus is speaking. Revel, uh, Luke 22, 21, verse 20. What is the time of this tribulation? And here the Lord is very, very specific. He says, And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Couldn't be plainer than that. The sign, the time in which this would happen, was when Jerusalem would be besieged by a foreign army. Now, we know that to be the Roman army because history has been fulfilled. The record of it is very clear. And then would be the, you'll notice the term in Luke 21, 20, desolation. That means the wiping out of all that that temple in Jerusalem stood for. Then in verse 22, you'll notice that these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Did you notice that word fulfilled in Luke 21? These things are not future, not future to us. They are not future to the church today. They have been fulfilled. And this vengeance of the Lord, that he would pour out his wrath upon Jerusalem, specifically to Jerusalem, specifically upon Jews or Israelites. This was his vengeance upon them, and all that was written was fulfilled. Then in Luke 21, verse 32, you have again a reference to this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Now, that's impossible for our Lord Jesus to state those words and refer to the second coming or events close to the second coming because we know that 2,000 years have transpired since then. So it is a reference to the people alive at that time who would experience the decimation of the city of Jerusalem. Back in Matthew 24 and verse 20, there was... The statement, pray ye that your flight be not in winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Now, there was at that time in Judaism a command that you can only travel so far on a Sabbath day, a furlong or something like that, very short distance, something that might get you from your house to the synagogue or something very local. But for a longer trip, a longer fleeing from the city, he said, pray that it doesn't happen on the Sabbath day when you're not allowed to go very far. Now, that can't apply to today because ever since those times, the Jews have not followed that restriction. So therefore, it was in the lifetime 
in the controlled restrictions of Judaism at that time. Now, the events of Jerusalem's desolation are very specific to the prophecy of Daniel. And the clearest of all the prophets regarding the destruction of Jerusalem was Daniel. He's talking about Jerusalem. He's not talking about Gentiles. He's not talking about the whole world. He's not talking about other nations. He's talking about Jerusalem in Daniel 9. And as opposed to other views, this great tribulation described by our Lord with this quotation from Daniel's prophecy, it's about Jerusalem, the holy city. Notice in Daniel 9.24, I have it in the notes, you don't need to look it up, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city. That was Daniel's prophecy. And the Lord Jesus said, this, these are the times of the abomination of Daniel, the desolations that would happen, and it's all pertaining to Jerusalem. And so, this 70th week of Daniel pertains to the ministry of the Lord Jesus, the death of the Lord Jesus, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus, and these events that later happened to Jerusalem. Thank you again for joining with us here on Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. For some time, I want to share with you that I have gospel literature available, and these are suitable for giving to family, friends, neighbors, to witness, to share the gospel. The one I have in my hand right now is based on John chapter 10, where the Lord Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And it's a simple one-page, uh, well, four parts to it, front, two pages in the middle, one at the back. And it is a short little tract that will get the gospel out. And people can scan the QR code and come right into our radio broadcast on that text, John 10, 11, where the Lord Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Now, I'd like to encourage you to give out these gospel tracts, and we will provide them to you, and we will send them to your address. Uh, we'll be delighted to give it to you. Now, we will have in the front of it here, Let the Bible Speak Canada. We have the Bible reading on the front page, and then in the center, we have a picture of the good shepherd caring for the sheep, and the message itself. It will be an encouragement and a guide to those that need to know the Lord. And I would ask you to send for this. Just write us, email, give me a call, and we'll be delighted to get the gospel out in Canada. That's our burden, reaching souls with the gospel. And you can be a part of that. Take down the address now. It's coming up in the closing announcements.
You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca. CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the home page of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187-9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak.